It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate around the UAE and available on Spotify and Apple and of course wherever you get your podcasts from. And the last day for September today, it's a Saturday, another weekend and I hope that uh, your week was a good one, another weekend of real estate around the UAE and are you actively searching for property today or just lightly looking, dipping your toe into the market to understand and to suss out your local area. Whichever way that is going for you, enjoy the process across this weekend. And coming up in just a moment, we have another edition of the Saturday Morning Property Market Update. Every week, we reflect back over the last seven days and we report on some of the activity around Dubai property, which is still continuing to defy all other global cities and continue its market search. That is for sure. And joining me, we will have Michael Doyle, Raunak Thacker, and of course, Mario Volpe. It's the Saturday morning property market update. Join us for a deep dive into the world of real estate on the Dubai Property Podcast. Yes, that is us and we are back once again with another edition and uh, firstly let's go to you Michael because we're going to talk about referrals. Now they really are the true bread and butter of any real estate broker in the marketplace and I understand that you had an interesting case from a referral this week. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely, Craig. Yeah. I mean, all brokers know that referrals are absolute gold in this industry. I had actually sold an apartment to one gentleman last year. I got him a great offer. Market was about 1.5 and we got the apartment for 1.2. Helped him with everything. He was very happy. So fast forward to this month and he actually referred his godfather to me, who actually is not a resident in Dubai. So he lives in Spain. So we spoke a little bit for a few weeks He ended up flying over and he ended up buying four apartments with me yesterday. So absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Wow. You are having a fantastic month. Have you ever sold four properties in a day? No, that's a new record. I have to say four in a day. And, you know, his original intention was to buy two because he wanted to get a golden visa for himself and his wife. But, you know, when he seen the project, when he seen the pricing, when he seen the layouts, he just, you know, he just fell in love with the place and he ended up buying four. So, no, definitely a new record for me. Yeah. Isn't that just a case of being Johnny on the spot? You just never know. You've always got to treat every single customer, every client as if they are going to buy because let's face it, a lot of the time they don't and in the game of being a real estate agent, you can be constantly surprised and that's one of those surprises that is very, very nice. Thank you very much. Absolutely, Craig. You just don't know where your next sale is coming from. You know, a lot of people are on the fence or they're just dipping their toe. But, you know, if you can present it to them, show them the figures and, you know, build a relationship with them. Everybody's a buyer. 
Yeah, and every time that we talk about just how hot the market is, sometimes it's really hard for people outside of Dubai to really get a gauge, to get a bit of a vibe, a bit of a feeling for that. It's hard for agents to kind of transfer that, yes, this is what's going on to the customer, but you'll be able to tell your customers about that. They'll be able to get a little bit more of a sense of it. Funny enough, we spoke about the, the project that he purchased. We spoke about on a previous show, which was uh, Maydo Ray in JLT. I had made him aware of it over the phone. Uh, you know, as we spoke, we sent some brochures back and forth and he wasn't too keen on it. But when he actually came, had a look, seen the area, seen the project, seen the layout, he just completely fell in love. So, you know, absolutely. It's about building that relationship. And then, you know, if, if they can fly over and have a look, a lot of the time, it's the final thing they need to just pull the trigger. Well, that's, yeah, a fantastic result. And just talking about the golden visas, it's a well-known program, of course, in Dubai for offering investors holding a property in that value of $2 million or more for a 10-year residency visa. So, Raunak, you had somebody visit Dubai this week for exactly that reason. They were after a golden visa, were they? Exactly, uh, correct. So just like Michael, you and I actually had a client come in who wanted a, a golden visa in Dubai. So they ended up purchasing two apartments in JLT as well. And he managed to sponsor golden visa for himself and his wife and his son. Golden visa is like a massive opportunity for like multinational investors and people are honestly opening up their eyes to it. You know, people want to come to Dubai and want to get the golden visa. So are you guys on a roll or something? Because you were expecting what, just one sale and you ended up making two? Exactly. This month has been really good. So actually for me, it's been three sales and for Michael, it's been four. Hopefully next month we should be making more sales because you know the market is picking up and it's becoming hot, hotter and hotter. When you say four sales for the month, he made four sales in one day. (laughs) You're on a roll, fellas. Keep that going. Keep that going for sure. Something else that has just been launched, uh, this time a $30 billion project. It's a mixed-use desert oasis community that is set to house 30,000 residential units comprising of 100 mid-rise apartment complexes and over 400 villas and mansions. Now, the thing with the 2040 plan, of course, it's aiming to increase Dubai's population from 3.3 million to 5.8 million by 2040. Not bad when you consider, of course, back in 1950, there was a population of under 20,000 people. So, Mario, this is all really interesting because the project is located in Dubai South and it's going to span 15 million square feet of space and the city's second opera house. Yes, there's a lot happening actually in Dubai South. Dubai South was always earmarked as a city within a city. It was the location for the Expo Expo City, where all the pavilions were. They've spent a lot of money there continuing to develop. Now, most of these Expo sites, potentially a bit like uh, Olympic sites, tend to go a little bit by the wayside. But Dubai made it very clear that this location is is going to thrive. And I'm not surprised that a, that a development or a project of this size will actually take up the slack of the population. 
It has a huge airport in Maktoum International, which has, I believe, four or five runways. I mean, if you consider that Heathrow only has two runways, that gives uh, the listeners an understanding how big it is. Expo City itself will have a mall that's, uh, that's about to open up. They've got metro lines coming down there as well. So it's very, very connected. Now, at first, when you look at Dubai South on a map, you think, my goodness, it's, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's out in the desert. And, and yes, it is. However, they have spent uh, a considerable amount of money on infrastructure and roads. And where I live in JBR, which is close to next to Dubai Marina, Honestly, it's it's now only a sort of a 15-minute, perhaps 20-minute car journey to Dubai South. So big developers are also uh, realizing that it's it's kind of like the next best place to go to. And if they're going to be putting a second opera house, where the first one is in downtown, uh, kind of next to the Burj Khalifa, the world's tallest building. Uh, so this adds another dimension to all of that area. There are golf courses there. You know, it's not just house upon house upon house or towers and towers they have to obviously bring in other attractions like uh, something like this venues where maybe concerts can be can be housed yes and in terms of renovating and flipping properties now of course that can be a lucrative strategy if you know what you're doing because there are definitely pitfalls to that but dubai is no different when it comes to renovating something turning it over making a profit now this week tell us what happened in that space with you michael Yes, Craig, we know it's a popular strategy in most markets, most real estate markets. People will buy a property, they'll put some renovations in and then they'll, they'll end up flipping it. But I actually had an occurrence and it was kind of random. So a client of mine, they're, they're renting a four bed villa in Jumeirah Park. They've been living there for a few years. So they actually bought a unit in the community next to it this year for 18 million. It was a little bit dated. So they put 3 million in in renovations. They're waiting for it to be complete at the moment and they're, they're going to move in. So they're in for about 21 million at the moment. Fast forward to now and it's, it's going to be ready in two months. And we've actually got an offer on the unit for 28 million. It's very hard to turn your nose up at that kind of money. It will be a 7 million dirham profit for them. So uh, I think they're considering taking that offer. And again, it's just testament to, you know, renovating something that's a little bit dated, putting it back on the market in a, in a brand new condition. You just don't know the kind of interest you're going to attract. And um, these guys have, you know, attracted themselves a very decent offer, which, which they're going to accept now and they're going to cancel their plans of moving in. I think this happens all the time, although we did a few weeks back have that discussion around somebody that was waiting to buy. He bought it off plan. Were you involved with that particular one? I was. It was in the Vida residence in Marina. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And he got a substantial offer on that unit. But yeah, he decided he wanted to move in. But that was actually that was a standard unit. He had just waited a long time for handover, whereas this unit was actually dated. It was a bit run down. So people perhaps didn't see the potential in it. But now that he has done the upgrades himself and it's looking completely reformed. And what about you, Raunek? What have you seen? Just like Michael said, right, like in Jumeirah Park, people are buying properties, renovating and selling it. But that thing is not happening in JLT. I mean, people are trying to do it, but it's not happening. What has happened is I actually have a client who viewed a property with me in JLT. It was a two bedroom. And his first question after the viewing was, can I renovate this property and flip it for a higher price? I mean, to which I said, uh, in JLT area, you cannot flip it, but you can look for like high rental yields. That's what JLT area is for. 
high rental yields. So I told him instead of buying and flipping a property in JLT, which will take you months to renovate and then months to sell, it's better if we purchase an offline property in a developing area and wait for a year before you sell it. Because offline projects in a developing area will appreciate higher than a property that you buy and renovate in areas like JLT. And you wouldn't even have to pay the full amount upfront. You can pay like 20, 24% on the down payment and wait for it to appreciate over a year and then resell it again after you've paid off 40%. Yes, and Dubai's housing market is experiencing at the moment a a fascinating shift. While the luxury properties in prime areas along the Arabian Gulf have seen, as we know, record high prices, this boom is now extending to the city's outskirts. And if you look at districts like Silicon Oasis and Sports City, now, if you're sitting outside of the UAE. I'll bring Mario in in just a a moment to explain where they are positioned because they were once very affordable locations. They're now witnessing this surge in demand resulting in record-breaking transactions and this expansion of course signifies a significant change in the city's real estate landscape. Now an old real estate trick if you're looking to buy some land, is to buy as much land on the outskirts of a city and then hold. Buy, hold and wait for the urban sprawl to grow outwards to your block of land that you have purchased. If you're in that position, this is what is happening, Mario. That's right. There is a saying, don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. And definitely what you've just said is, is something that uh, that is happening here here in Dubai. So in answer to your question, first of all, let, let's talk about uh, Sports City and Silicon Oasis. Silicon Oasis is quite far away in the outskirts of, uh, of Dubai, but it's also uh, not far from the Dubai International Airport, which uh, is different to the Maktoum International Airport. So of course, it attracts a lot of airport staff, a lot of pilots buy down there for investments. And it has always been traditionally a cheaper area, or should I say a more affordable area. It's kind of Dubai's Silicon Valley, hence the name, Silicon Oasis. A lot of tech companies are down there. But of course, there are schools, there are shops, there are supermarkets, and, and it's definitely something that's, that is uh, improving in terms of facilities uh, as well. Now, Sports City isn't quite that far away. It's just sort of south of the city. It's uh, not a million miles away from the Mall of the Emirates, which is a very one of the favorite uh, malls here in Dubai. But of course, as prices go up in, in all areas, people then start to seek cheaper zones And that's why places like Silicon Oasis and obviously Sports City are now benefiting from the influx of renewed interest, if I can put it that way. And of course, everything goes up. It's not just the luxury waterfront properties, you know, as more and more people come and live in Dubai, supply and demand, same old matrix, it will also go up in value. And so I'm not actually surprised at all uh, that you're saying that prices are, are creeping up in these areas. These areas are not areas that I particularly cover, but as a company, we we do. So everybody is uh, is benefiting in terms of the, the owners, but of course, buyers will have to pay a little bit more now. And also, Mario, we should point out that the drive time from the CBD of Dubai to Silicon Oasis, it's around about 25 minutes, but public transport, there isn't any. 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's limited. There are there are buses, of course, that that uh, move people around around the city. But what is a great success and has been really since its launch in two thousand and nine is the metro, and the metro lines are growing. You know, originally there was just two lines, and now these are definitely growing. And in fact, talking about the metro and going back to sort of Dubai South, the metro will be going to Dubai South as well. So all these are, will be well connected. And it's all part of the 2040 plan, of course, because one of the plans is to have the the metro connecting 20 minutes in any direction. That's the aim, I think. Yeah, and, and they definitely will achieve that because by adding more and more lines, it just adds thousands, if, if not millions of people to, to the system. All right, well, that kind of wraps us up on our Saturday morning. Mario, great to chat. Get out there and enjoy your day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Craig. Have a great Saturday, everybody, and speak to you next week. Thank you, Craig, and speak to you soon. Pleasure to speak to you, Craig. Have a great weekend, guys. We dive deep into topics like buying, selling, investing, and maximising your property's value. From mortgage advice to the latest property data and trending numbers, your real estate journey starts here. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.